Good morning, Medea. How are you today? Good morning. Good. I'm good. As good as can be. How awesome. are you guys? We're good. Not bad. We're good. Slightly good. traumatized by what's on social media, but anyway, yeah. Slightly traumatized by what JD has been showing me on social media. No, because it's I very actually, scary. You know? Yes, it is. Yeah. All right. So today with online classes, you know, parents have no choice but to get their child a device. But what are your thoughts on children having smartphones at an early age? Well, I think as much as parents, some parents may want to keep their child away from devices for as long as possible. This pandemic, uh, the need for virtual learning and the fact that the only form of socializing their kids can do these days is online, that's no longer an option. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because, you know, smartphones and other connected devices, I feel, creates a new educational environment for them. You know, you've got videos and memes teaching history in a much more interesting way yeah. than we yes. learned in school, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Right. And then, yeah, and you've got teachers teach, teaching maths via TikTok. And, uh, you know, kids with all their questions can get their answers in a matter of seconds with Google. So that's mm-hmm. all good. So, yeah, my thoughts are that children can be given access to smartphones, uh, but parents should still play a role to monitor, supervise and, and regulate the use Mm. Okay. So as a parent yourself, at what age would you say is acceptable for a child to have a mobile phone? Because <laughs> well, I had this battle. I, yeah. You had this battle. Yeah. I was just about to say that just a few years ago, I did a ton of research because my, my son, my eldest, asked for a phone. How old? And research says, at that, <laughs> well, at that time, he was... At that time, he was around 10. All right. Um, so, you know, research says that the average age is between 10 to 13. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's really a personal decision and it can vary from child to child mm-hmm. uh, based on their maturity and their need. Because a mobile phone doesn't just allow your child to be to be going online. It also has recording functions like camera and video. It mm-hmm. also is a connection between your child and the outside world, right? So. Whatever research may say, I think parents remain the best judge of whether their children are ready for smartphones. And knowing that their children are likely needing to have smartphones, then I think parents should also take take the responsibility to, to teach them about that readiness at a very young age as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, for me, my decision was around sort of 10, um, just because he was taking the bus and it was just like, ah, it was a safety exactly. thing. I can get in contact with you. You can message me. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, that was sort mm-hmm. of my reasoning i suppose um in in your opinion what age would be appropriate for a child to be on social media which is very different from having a phone well most social media platforms like facebook well, okay kids are never on facebook like tiktok it's an old person what are you talking about yeah. Facebook, right? yeah. yeah yeah never ask a child a teenager if they're on facebook you'll get laughed at <laughs> i know right? um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But Instagram, TikTok, all of it, they set a minimum age of 13 years old. Um, and again, for me, I think it's a bit of a challenge to prescribe a precise age limit because every child is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are 16-year-olds who get in trouble on social media. There are even grown adults who who confess to being stressed out by social media. So I think mm-hmm. age aside, um, the most important thing is for children to have that social and emotional skills to cope with the things that come with being on social media. Mm. And secondly... Social media also opens the door for children to be exposed to things that they may not be ready for or -hmm. things that their parents don't want them to be exposed to yet or Mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, for example, um, TikTok trends and challenges that go viral. Like the boom challenge, my God. 
Yes. So they're really age inappropriate and you wouldn't want your 13 year old to be viewing it, least of all participating in it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the boom challenge, like the Nike challenge and the sundress challenge and the silhouette challenge. I don't um, know what any of these are because I'm not actually on TikTok. Because just challenged so. that, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, just challenged, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, okay, I'll, I'll I'll share with you the silhouette challenge because that one that one struck me as very very important for people to know about. Uh, it's where they challenge people to pose naked behind a filter, um, and what? Uh, what happens is yeah, <laughs> but they don't know that that filter can be removed by by certain tech people, and then you can be seen in you know yeah all your morning glory. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, and that's the, the age inappropriate ones. But the dangerous challenges are there as well, like the coronavirus challenge where people were going around licking toilets yes, yes, out I of saw, public yeah, toilets. Yeah. And some what, people right, died right? from that, if I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I just, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. Okay, so let me ask you, what, what are the best practices then um, that we as parents can enforce in our children when it comes to social media and mobile phone use and apps? Well, best practices can be formulated with the benefit of knowledge. So the first thing parents need to do is to conduct your own research on each social media platform before you allow your child access to it, right? Find out what it's used for, what it does, and then you can decide if your child is ready and continue to supervise them as they use that. Um, And secondly, and most importantly, I think um, parents must remember that children are impressionable, impulsive, and quite easily influenced by peer pressure. So always ensure that your child knows that their sense of worth is not determined by the number of likes or shares or comments, right? Mm. Um, And also set limitations, set our expectations. You should not be locked out of your child's device. You should reserve the right to to check what's on that device. Until Um, what age, Madiha, do you think? Until what age can you as a parent demand to sort of see what's going on? Um, uh, late teens, I think, when you know they're approaching like 18, 18? I think was, mm, yeah, no, I don't know, I, that's I way too late, right? I no, mean, no, I'm some, just yeah. going to use that. No, 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 as, I'm going to use that as the expert in the whole of Malaysia says you have <laughs> oh to find me your phone, no. child. <laughs> don't do that, don't do that again. I think it depends on your child. Yeah. I mean, some of them would probably earn their privacy privileges at a much earlier age. And some of them who you know are probably up to no good or potentially uh, <laughs> vulnerable. Maybe you meet, need to go up to 18. Yeah. I don't know. But 18 does sound a bit late. Yeah, for me, it'd be probably like 35 for my kid. I don't know. if I. <laughs> yeah. I suppose it's also having that conversation and open communication about what they're yes. watching and to share. So like share share with me the stuff you're seeing that's funny or whatever. So at least that's a way to keep exactly. an eye on what's, mm-hmm. what's happening, right? Yeah. Um, that's the best way, yeah. Mm. With apps like TikTok and IG Reels and all sorts of uh, those kinds of platforms, what are the dangers of oversharing on social media? I think the dangers of oversharing are faced by the persons doing the oversharing and those they are oversharing with as well. Mm. Like the oversharer risk losing their sense of privacy and may even develop an overblown sense of value based on superficial things like how they look and, and things they own. And this desperate need for validation by way of likes and shares may lead them to impulsively share things that they they might not share if they actually stopped and thought about the consequences, right? For example, Mm. like um, a young girl on TikTok realizes that she gets more likes if she dresses sexily or dances provocatively on TikTok. So Mm. whatever misgivings or inhibitions or shyness she might have gets pushed away by her desires to get more likes uh, and gain some fame. 
And the thing about it is that influencers, kidfluencers, they have an amplified audience, right? So it exposes them to unwelcome comments and judgment. So mm. every post is subject to scrutiny and one misstep could so quickly transition you from being adored to being cancelled. Um, you don't even have to be an influencer to face this risk. You know, you and I yeah. are equally vulnerable if you're on social media. You see mm. so many people being blasted on social media, uh, becoming overnight global sensations because of one offensive tweet or or an unfortunate joke caught in video. Mm. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's for the oversharer point of view. Mm. But uh, for the persons who are watching all these things that are being, sh being shared, I think constant exposure to these idealized images on TikTok or Instagram, it could actually lead to um, negative social comparisons and envy. Like in the old days, we would be envious if our classmate comes to school and shows off his really super chunky pencil box, right? But these days, kids... <laughs> I are... used to get jealous about the fact that my the person sitting next to me used to get really nice sandwiches for lunch. And yeah. I got, you know, and... like me goring. Yeah. <laughs> But that her days too, are, yeah, but, yeah, you're right. The pencil boxing. Yeah. But but you know, kids these days they are they are exposed to really privileged kid fluences who show off by I don't know, their infinity pool or something. Um, but I think the scariest thing about oversharing online is that the effects may spill over offline. You know, sharing your home, your car, uh, your friends, tagging everywhere you go. These are just fodder for criminals and, and stalkers. So that's that's, that's one true. Thing. Yep. I mean, you know, could you share a story, you know, of how a child was badly affected by social media? Um, without giving too much detail, someone I know um, has a daughter who had a terrible experience on Instagram of all platforms. Um, she was only 11 at the time. And just like like you and me, Asha, her parents decided to give her uh, their old smartphone so that they can keep contact with her while they're at work. And then she could watch YouTube videos and and um you know, uh, play games and stuff. But they didn't realize that she had downloaded and signed up to Instagram. And, you know, she just posted, like a 10-year-old, she just posted pictures of her life, her food, her cat, lots of her cat, um, and, and selfies. Mm -hmm. But um, a follower started commenting regularly on her posts, you know, showering mm -hmm. her flattery, engaging her in communications and, and conversations. And uh, she was under the impression that this new friend was a boy her age. Right. Um, and then he slid into her DMs and started asking for better selfies, you know, telling her what to wear and how to pose. Mm -hmm. um, and then Instagram introduced the Instagram direct video chat. Uh, so things escalated. Um, long story short, her parents started to see changes in her behavior. She was less cheery, less chatty, uh, started to snap back at them, which she never did before. So eventually they got worried enough to one night go check her phone and then they realized what was going on and they, you know, in horror woke her up to ask what was going on. Um, that's when she broke down and she told them that what oh, who she thought was a boy her age was actually an adult male and who mm. was now harassing her to have uh, to do video calls with him and his other adult male friends. Right. Um, so she lost her phone privileges, of course, and her parents did their very best to undo whatever damage that was caused by this creep. Mm. Um, she's now 13, though, and, and she's a well-adjusted, lovely teenager, so that intervention worked. So that's But there's one case where things worked out, but there are, I'm worked pretty out. sure there are many yeah. cases where things just escalated badly, yeah. right? And the yeah, thing is, I think maybe. you can have those conversations with kids about, you know, sort of the dangers of online. But if you don't explain the explicit nature in which these yes. sort of dangers occur, they may not understand and mm. fully know. But mm. to do that also is also terrifying for the child. So it's very hard yeah. to sort of strike a balance. Yes. I mean, do you have guidelines Absolutely. about how to sort of navigate sort of teaching kids to be mm. as discerning as possible? I'm sure there are better experts out there because my mine is just from my experience as a parent. Uh, it 
all conversations can be tailored, I believe, age appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain things that you want them to to be aware of, but not too aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might traumatize them in the details. Yeah. So that's still a learning process for me as well. I keep I keep googling for this and reading research for it because it's really tough. Mm. It really is tough parenting at this day and age. Yeah. yeah. In some cases, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. In some cases, right? Right. Mm. Right. Exactly. You want them to learn from you, but it's really uncomfortable, awkward, and you know mm. you might say the wrong thing and traumatize them. So yeah, it, it is tough. I think what we are um, lucky to have though now is. Uh, you know, being able to access really good sites where there is sort of advice for us to try and follow. Um, But what would your advice be to parents who are sort of now forced to consider social media as the means for a child to communicate with their friends? I think parents just need to bear in mind at all times that, you know, giving your child access to social media exposes them not to just, you know, their friends, but also uh, potential predators out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, like like the example I give, and also people or kids their own age who are bad influences. Um, and you know, um, you you need to be aware of who their friends are online, just as you would have been aware of who their friends are in real life. I personally believe that children should not be on social media unsupervised. Um, so always be there, always be aware. And like you said, Asha, maintain open lines of communication with your kids. And make sure your presence in your child's life is strong, trusted, and reliable. So no matter what happens, they know they can go back to you and depend on you. And also play a role to help other parents as well. If you come across offensive content or, or you know, a criminal use by, by certain users, use the functions that are available to you, block them, and report them. Because that's the only way we can survive in this day and age. We all self-regulate and help each other out. And I think all parents... If your kids are on on social media, you have to be on social media as well at some point because you can't you can't say I hate this and everything. You have to do Ooh. it right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting because like one of the the prerequisites of my son having a social media account was, uh, you have to let me follow you. I need to see what you're doing. I won't interfere, but I just I need to see that because you know right. you Same. never know kind of what's going on. But another thing also was for me to actually figure out. I had to do a lot of research because I'm not very you know social media friendly. But about how to keep things private, like what all the guidelines yes. were to make it as safe as possible. And I think a lot of adults don't even know that. Or am I just That's the right. anomaly? No, no, no. A lot of right. adults don't know it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Medea, if you don't mind me asking, I I don't know whether this is on generally about computer usage or social media usage but i think in china they're starting to limit access of the kids i don't know what the ages were to three hours a week only yeah so i what what do you think of that i don't know if i'd be able to implement that without (laughs) without causing a lot of pain in this house (laughs) because three hours a week is it's significantly like i use it longer than that even myself right so i don't know about kids though pretty sure yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of people use more than three hours a day. So that's that's very it's a very bold move. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> that's only because I'm used to that. You have to remember, uh, social media includes WhatsApp as well. So oh I, right, I, right. I oh. You never think about that. I enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how how many hours do you use generally, Maria, yourself? Oh, I'm really scared to check. I mean, the phone allows you to check, but I, I just refuse. I know I'm on Twitter practically all of the time. So, but that's your job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. okay, mommy. Use that as an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I tell myself, yes. 